2: For those of you joining us for the first time, Bad Storytellers is a podcast about a small group of amateur writers who submit and critique each other's work as well as discuss the written media we consume. It's like a book club but with a wider focus. Our group submissions are shared on our website, badstorytellers.com, and you can download them there if you'd like to read along with us. Additionally, we also accept your submissions for critique. If you would like some feedback with the same candor that we give each other, send in your submission to badstorytellers at gmail.com. Entries must be 10 pages or less. Additionally, at the end of each show, we roll the dice, pick three genres, and come up with a movie idea. Once we decide upon a name, we record the trailer for your listening pleasure. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bad Storytellers, and welcome to our debut on the Nerdy Show Network. Woo! This is episode 20. It's our first episode uh, under the Nerdy Show banner. I've got a couple cool things planned, and one of them is uh, we're going to... Instead of rolling the dice three times and finding three genres to make a trailer out of, we have 20 trailers. We're gonna roll a die 20, and whichever one falls under there, I got a list of the trailers. Don't we here. have
0: 21 trailers?
2: We do, but one's banked.
0: I think the reboot episode we didn't have a trailer for.
2: No, no, it's we did. Remember, because we we ha- we put out 19 episodes previous to this, and we put the trailer we put the extra trailer in episode five, which was uh, better than the real thing. So I've got I've got them all on a list. So we're going to roll a die 20, and whichever one it lands on, we're going to make a sequel for. Awesome. This will All be right. interesting.
3: Yeah, it'll be
4: chrome, chrome on the range. It's going, it's
3: going to be the, the one, one we least suspect. Is That's the thing. It's, it's going, going to be, like, gonna oh, be oh, the fire <laughs>
2: Oh, critical failure, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've got some retractions from last episode. So many retractions. As always. So I was wrong when I said that I had only seen the New Frontier DC animated movie. I also saw Under the Red Hood. And it was amazing.
4: I love that that's a retraction because there's no possible way anyone could have recalled you on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was
2: wrong and I want to I make <laughs> He's it being work. up front, yo. I'm doing it. So I couldn't find anything about a new Wizard of Oz movie other than that the sequel to Oz the Great and Powerful that's in development. Ah, oh, they must have canceled it. Maybe.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, there was that um, CG Wizard of Oz movie that came out that was like really, really panned. I don't Oz even the, the Great and Powerful?
2: But... No, that that was mostly CG, but no, that that's with, uh, what's his face, James, James Franco.
3: hmm
2: The movie that included Elements of Valis, that Philip K. Dick novel that we talked about, um, that, the movie that you mentioned is called Radio Free Albemuth. Ah, yes. Albemuth. Albemuth. That sucked. <laughs> when it came out in 2010, uh, Alanis Morissette apparently plays a large role in it. Oh, wow. Is she God? I don't think God is in this. Oh, well there's like a there's like a second coming of God. I don't know. But in real life, yes. Yes. She is. That's why she's on You Can't Do That in Television. We were looking for the literary term that describes the fox using oxen for their strength being a kind of thing that's symbolic of his use in the character of the ox, and that is called an allegory. We couldn't remember what that was. <laughs> so um also Andrew Jackson died at the age of seventy eight, not ninety six. I, I was know. wrong. And while some soldiers do receive a British knighthood, it is an honorary title and is not limited in any way to nationality. The overwhelming majority of recipients are artists, scientists, and charity workers. It is granted after a lifetime of accomplishment, and there is no modern order of British military knights that see combat. Interesting. And uh, chimpanzees and gorillas do not have zoos where they keep humans. Damn it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I did look it up. The the, the Wizard of Oz movie I was talking about is Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return from 2013. It sounds like a turd. That it might was. have been the
4: terrible thing that the L. Frank Baum one got turned into.
2: Maybe. So I, I want to apologize for my speech. It's a little more slurred than usual because I am on muscle relaxers because I uh, experienced an incredibly painful and debilitating uh, muscle spasm in my back that uh, took over my entire body. Alright, and then and three,
4: in solidarity we're going to take yeah. one each. And <laughs> no, they, they I was going get... to say,
2: in solidarity I'm going to get just obliterated drunk. <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> they don't get you high so much as they make your tongue less
0: agile. <laughs> so you're saying it would ruin my ground game? Yes. Uh-huh.
2: So um, what are you guys watching and doing? And wh- right. what have you consumed that is media that has been written?
0: It's uh, It's been a bit. Tony's on tour right now, and I got a really nice text message from him. He's like, you got to check out this comic book called Phonogram. And it's about uh, people who listen to music and are music reviewers who experience music. And when they get to do it, uh, they get to just become magicians. And they get to cast magic through through li- like listening and, and being super into music. And one of the things... It's like a
2: more extreme take on the X-Men character Dazzler?
0: <sighs> uh, God, no. But they do they do rituals and stuff with it. Like, one of the, the initial ones they do is any club that this guy goes to, he's on the list. Oh. Because cool. he's just... He's that cool. Yeah, it was really good. I don't know how much I, I really liked it or how much it actually worked. It was a really interesting idea. That was executed, kind of too diary-like. Oh, it's it was too, too, too it hands-off. Well, it was no, it was, it was like too specific to this person's musical taste or like their experiences. But I read um, the first volume, which is called Rue and the second one called *Singles Collection*. Both of them were really fun, and I do recommend it if you're like into Brit pop, like Oasis okay. and
2: Blur. So if you're from 1998. Yes. You, it's it's <laughs> Straight amazing. Straight up your okay. alley. Cool.
0: Um, I read Incognito Bad Influence, the, the sequel, sequel to yeah. Incognito. Hit and miss. Yeah. Some really good parts, a lot of things that kind of made the the previous volume less good.
2: Yeah, Doug and I have a lot of strong <clears throat> opinions on that as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I started reading The Invisibles by Grant Morrison, which after reading the like again the, like the first volume and a half, Complete like the Matrix, just stole almost all of its plot from it. Yeah. Incredibly, that's awesome. I haven't read it yet. Um, it's it's by the same guy who wrote All Star Superman. Yeah, yeah, watch Civil War, the movie, the movie. Yeah, would you enjoyed think? it? Really enjoyed it. I think you're right about Black Panther <coughs> and Spider Man, but they're almost my favorite parts. Sure. So Was it it's yeah. really odd?
4: Better than the baseball documentary?
0: Um No. No, it wasn't. Oh, so you're watched. talking about Ken Burns. Civil yeah. Uh, I also – <laughs> oh, okay. I saw the, his Jackie Robinson thing too, yeah. but I didn't want to right. talk about it. And I, I watched the first episode of Preacher, which is a – Oh, it's out. Is yeah. It finally
2: started? I have it recorded. Um,
0: only it. the first episode is out. I read the okay. I read the
2: comic. I liked most of it.
0: Yeah. It's okay. The show right now, there's some big introduction differences – But I feel like they're working it. They're kind of getting where they need to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of the characters have changed to be a little more palatable.
2: So so they probably don't cut to the naked angels arguing about the baby escaping. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Fuck. He also
0: doesn't kill his whole congregation. Oh really? No. Because it was accidental. I figured that would be good. No. And Cassidy is introduced differently. Tulip is kind of already introduced in the first episode. Yeah. Cassidy, it's like the second scene. Wow, and it's a completely different introduction. It works, but it's it's not the comic, but it's in, it's in the vein of, and I think it works. And um, in that, is
2: he is he the guy on the airplane and from the trailer? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, the actor they got to play though, it isn't what I imagined. But when you see it, it work, it works. Okay, oh, cool. So I enjoy that.
4: Is he the one from Star Wars? Mm-hmm. who was in the gang on the Millennium Falcon.
0: No. No.
2: Okay. No, th- that guy was also in um, Firefly, right? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about the. No, this guy was Scottish
0: in guy. is in the second season of Misfits. Oh, I haven't seen Misfits. I I'll, I'll should it. watch Misfits.
4: I'll watch Preacher tomorrow, and uh, um, and then
0: because of that, I remembered that they made a, a season of Power. I don't know if anyone read the comic book Powers. No, it's about a homicide division that just follows murders of with a uh, superheroes. Is that okay. not a
4: PlayStation?
0: It's yeah. It's on the PSN. Yeah. I watched the first season. Kind of the same thing. They changed major things to kind of make it work on a smaller scale. But I like it all right. But I like the comic book a lot more as okay. far as Powers goes. And then I saw a movie called Dream World, and it was a deconstruction of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Awesome. Which I really liked because um, it finally directly mentions drug use being required for that person to exist. <laughs> <clears throat> um, you, you which I kind of
2: You have to invent her yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, no, no. That for, for someone to act... That kind of oh, okay. like that that whimsically, yeah, they're, they're on heroin. They're on heroin.
2: It's funny because I remember when I I understood the, the concept of uh, manic pixie dream girl, but I didn't understand why it was offensive um, to women until I saw uh, what Edward Cullen was in Twilight, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I get it, I get it. I this pisses me off too like this is not oh. realistic at all
0: yeah well it's not it, my problem with it isn't that it's realistic it's that it's an affectatious personality that does exist that everyone agrees they hate
2: yeah if that person existed in real life you'd hate them they do exist and yeah. i've
0: dated them
3: <laughs> you d- they didn't so, change your life for the better
0: uh no no it, I, you know, it's the, the direct opposite it makes you feel special for a night and then yeah they don't if someone is whimsical and needs spontaneity they don't Keep hanging out with you. Yeah. They find someone else. They abandon their children. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's,
4: yeah. That's wow. Weird. I was thinking I would be annoyed with them for abandoning their shoes, and then you just drop the children. Oh yeah, I no, was like, I was. Yeah, <laughs> every
0: everything works that way for yeah. them. Everything is a flight of fancy. Is that it? I'm sure there's more. I know I read a book. I forgot it. There's a lot. Of stuff. <laughs> I was. I made a list, and I'm still forgetting stuff.
2: Cool. What about you, Max?
4: I watched several things. I watched a movie on Netflix called The Deadlands. About Maori Warriors. It's loosely based on the Karate Kid and it's fucking awesome.
2: I'm going to have to check it out. You, it's you very bloody. You gave a very high endorsement of it in, yeah. our, uh, in our group. I chat. watched
4: it and I'm like, that in no way was related to the Karate Kid, but it has the same like, progression. <laughs> yeah. And I was just <laughs> like, and the bad guys are Maori, but they're wearing, they don't wear much, you know, loincloth and feathers, but the feathers look like pop collars. Uh, like, they're a volleyball team from some better school than you. <laughs> Interesting. And they're huge. And, like, all of them lift every day because they're they're just jacked. And they come in there all, like, and they flick their tongues to intimidate you. And they just remind me of the bad, like, the Cobra Kai. So that you was. You mean good.
2: the obvious heroes? Of, the, the more you talk yeah. about this, the more I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. No, it's, it's <laughs> it really good. Awesome.
4: If you're in any way interested in the Maori or anything, it's pretty damn cool.
2: Um, because when you said it's the same plot as Karate Kid, I'm like, what? So it's uh, Kickboxer, you know? It's like yeah. <laughs> it's the same movie as well. Well, so is uh, what Crossroads? Mm-hmm. Crossroads? Yeah. Yeah. even stars Ralph Macchio. It's the same plot as the Karate Kid. Wait, Britney Spears Crossroads? Or no, Ralph no, 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 okay. Ralph okay. I always
0: get I always get angry because CMT always says like Crossroads. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a Britney Spears one. <laughs> well, uh, why would they play the Britney Spears one on on CMT when they could play the Blues one? Nope. That's what my brain thinks, <laughs> and my brain is apparently wrong compared to reality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the,
2: uh, let's all agree that Crossroads, even though it's the same plot, better than The Karate kid. Oh,
0: yeah. Very much so. Steve, you vibe, bro.
2: Hell, yeah.
4: It's neat. The Maori weapons are really cool, the way they use them. And um, then I watched The Last Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel, and I loved
2: it. it I, I loved every minute I, I of it. I need to hear your description again because I think Doug's going to flip.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he is a – it's based on D&D mostly. It's a world where magic exists and – i guess people just kind of live with that without going insane and the church has this immortal warrior to hunt down witches when they get out of line and michael cain is like his uh his young sidekick he's michael (laughs) cain yeah Yeah. he's michael cain as the sidekick and he calls him like i don't remember what he calls him like young squire yeah little buddy or something like that (laughs) and it's they just go through fighting magic and it's well, fucking badass. You said yeah. that at
2: one point Vin Diesel's like, don't mess with that guy, he's a level 16 warlock. Yeah, there's warlock. a guy who was
4: described as like a level 16 warlock or like a level, level 9, level 10 something warlock. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like they just went out with it. They broke the wall and they're like, no, it's cool, don't worry
2: about it. What's funny is they're making a new Dungeons yeah. & Dragons movie because the last one was so great.
0: The last four were so great. I don't- they, made,
2: they made more than oh, one? They
0: made so many. I think they made t- I know they made two.
2: Oh, man. I, I saw the one with Jeremy Irons, and it—I I never thought yeah. I'd be embarrassed to watch Jeremy Irons. But put that next to like
0: Turbo Kid, though.
2: Dungeon Siege, that one with Jason. Mean, no, no, you mean Michael Ironside? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, Jeremy Irons. Totally is wrong. Is yeah. Scar from yes. Lion King.
4: Jeremy Irons in that versus um, Ray Liotta in the Dungeon Siege movie, though. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. There's a, a Dungeon
2: Siege movie. There's like three. Yeah, what? They're terrible. Aren't the f- is, the they U F they Um Yeah, Uwe Boll, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The
4: first one is Jason Statham, um, Ron Perlman, Ray Liotta, and Lily Sobieski. And um, Lily Sobieski. Those are the (laughs) right people for the wrong movie. Yeah, (laughs) John Reese Davies. Jesus Christ. And then the second one was made on like a five dollar budget with um, God. Who was the? uh, I hate myself for this because I love the Russian boxer in Rocky.
2: Oh, uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. yeah. Yeah,
0: that was great. Then I watched Gods of Egypt. Uh, wow man what are you doing to yourself (laughs) no 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 the whole thing is pleasantly surprised by Last Witch Hunter yeah let's hear how this one goes no
4: I I got Gods of Egypt because I had heard how terrible it was and Lauren saw a trailer for it and she's like fuck yes that's my wife and she's like we're watching that so we watched it it made no goddamn sense but she was happy because they were just like Jamie Lannister and um who's the other guy uh
2: oh uh uh Leonidas King Leonidas yeah from
4: 300 we're just, like, in, like, midriff showing armor fighting the whole time. So that was cool. Is
2: there a single Egyptian person in this movie? No. Okay.
4: Yeah, I'm off <laughs> for the summer, and I don't really have anything to do
2: during the day. So,
4: well, we, I'm keeping on my kung fu, on my kung fu train. Uh, I just watched Project
2: A. Oh, shit. I, I, I'm, I'm, I need to lend you a Return of the Five Deadly Venoms. Crippled Master, Avengers, yeah. yeah. That's my favorite by far.
4: The Thirty Six Chamber Shaolin. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really good ones on Netflix because you just search Kung Fu to get into, like, the back door of it. But any of the Jackie Chan Hong Kong
0: movies I like a lot, uh, and I'm
4: showing them to my wife.
0: I, I do need to now make an aside. I made my dad watch Kung Fu Hustle, yeah. and yeah. it took him about 15 minutes to get on board. And he was like, oh, I get what this movie is. I'm like, isn't it <laughs> it's just, hilarious? Yeah.
2: Bananas. Shaolin Soccer. <laughs> Shaolin Soccer, I think yeah. is the better of because it's uh, just comedy from the start. Like, it's not even pretending to be serious.
0: Have you seen his new movie? He no. made a mermaid movie. I want to see it. He <laughs> made okay. okay. seriously. It it was like the biggest release in China two or three weeks ago. Interesting. Damn. And it like I want to see it. Really, I'm badly. excited
4: about Chinese and Russian cinema
2: coming out. Yeah, Russian cinema is going to be. I mean, Chinese cinema is <coughs> already huge. Yeah, yeah. but Russian cinema is right Russia's the doing
4: it the way France does, where they there's only a few releases a year, but they're government backed and they're well funded to what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And like the um there was a russian movie about was it attila the hun or genghis khan i can't remember which attila but was, the hun that was a movie that came one.
2: out came attila recently yeah
4: well this one was like maybe five six years ago or more i can't remember time but really well done russian movie and i was i was like fuck yeah china just did a um they did like a big budget mulan i want to watch
2: oh hmm. Maybe um, more in line with the original story <laughs> Yeah, little <laughs> than the Disney one. Little more. I remember, are you many... saying that
0: Disney doesn't that. do accurate depictions of history well, or fairy tales? Yeah. Well, I mean, Mulan is not history the Let's way that, like, down to Lubu is history. To but, defeat
2: um, the Huns. I remember just yelling at the screen when I first saw Mulan because I hadn't seen it until my son was born. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it and I'm like, what? She didn't fight the Huns. The Huns didn't lose. <laughs> like she, fought, like, In reality, like, she didn't fight the Huns.
4: She shot a rocket at a mountain. <laughs> I know. She, I
2: was like, wasn't she supposed to be a frontline fighter? Isn't that the point of this? Yeah. And she just – she doesn't. No. The, the no. most she does is at the end of the movie she has a dress and she trips some people. That's it. I'm like, this is belittling. Everybody else uses swords and, like, gets in the mix. Mm-hmm. Not Mulan. He gets the word drag. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why that's Ray, Ray is the best
4: Disney princess. I don't know if she's a princess. Ray but From Star Wars. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was I watched Lilo and Stitch the other day, and Ooh, if she qualified as a princess, the older sister is like one of the best characters in Disney. Stitch is my favorite Disney character. That's my girlfriend's favorite character. Mm-hmm.
3: So, what about you, Doug? Um, I watched the first three episodes of Daredevil season two. So I watched the first three episodes of Daredevil, Daredevil season two. And it's really good so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to more. I borrowed Creed, which I still want to watch. I have it on Blu-ray. I just oh, haven't shit, watched yeah. it yet. Um, uh, the end
2: of the end of episode four of of Daredevil season two, I was like, where, where do they go from here? Like, this was too good. I don't know how they're going to do it.
3: That's what everybody says, but I have no idea. So I'm going to check it out. <laughs> and I'll, maybe by the next recording, I'll, I'll have seen more. <laughs> But other than what that, I um, yeah. haven't had much time for much else.
2: Did you notice th- this thing bugs me so much by the end of the show? and my, That's probably going to bug you too. Is that the guy who plays the Punisher never can never just look at anybody when he's talking? Oh, he has to scalp. He you no, know, he has to he's to turn his head from side to side and you, and like constantly like you know what I don't know what you think about what I'm doing, Karen. Then you can't see me because it's a podcast, but I'm just yeah. flinging my head from left to right like he does when he talks. Yeah, it'll really get on your nerves, Doug.
4: Thanks for ruining <laughs> that the I've show for me it. when I just told you I was enjoying <laughs> yeah. it. Like now, nope. I'll have to start that one. Should I watch that one or the Jessica Jones one? Which one should I start with? Daredevil's both. better.
3: But watch
0: both. Yeah, but
2: but watch Daredevil and then watch Jessica Jones.
4: Okay.
3: Well, watch Daredevil season one, then Jessica Jones, then Daredevil season two because there was referencing like that's the order chronologically it goes in.
4: Yeah. So Daredevil season have one. You not seen the first season? Then I haven't Jones. seen any
2: of it. Oh, you got it. Yeah, that's where you start. Yeah, it, if you're if you're not sold by the end of episode two in season one, then you, there's just no, turn no it off. You. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. off. You're, not, you're not
4: into it. I, I remember the la- the other thing I watched was uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, I couldn't get Demon it.
2: Barbara I, the first yeah, ten no. minutes I yeah. turned it off because I'm like, I, oh, it's one of these movies. <laughs> I was sitting at my
4: house and I really wanted to watch Sweeney Todd and um, Netflix didn't have it. Uh, I didn't see it on Hulu. So I went on YouTube and I found like a high school play version that was two hours long and I watched it. <laughs> 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 like, people's parents didn't watch this thing, and I watched it. How, how was it? It was okay. They're, uh, <laughs> definitely a influenced great by, young by young the Death movie. Impression. Yeah. No, that's what it was. It was like, they oh, were was going the for the movie. movie. They were you know how they... like The only reason they got excited by it was because Johnny Depp and... Um, but it wasn't bad. I watched it. Then I watched the Johnny Depp version and other than scenery, it wasn't that much different. <laughs>
2: you know. I, I, I turned on sweeney todd the johnny depp version and it's literally just people singing about what they're doing on screen mm-hmm. and i was Welcome like to a musical and i was like no. no no some musicals they're talking about things they want or yeah. things that you know like literally she's like i'm baking pies i'm baking pies like as she's baking pies
3: alan, like, i'm done yeah.
4: i can't handle it alan rickman is great <laughs> well see uh, uh,
3: on stage maybe that works much better because they don't have a set You know, right? Yeah. Like if you're on a stage and there's nothing there, you're like, "I'm baking pies." Oh, "Oh, she must be baking pies. You know, it's like whereas if you're watching this is is necessary information. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) When when you're like, "Yeah, I could fucking see the pies." (laughs)
3: Like I know what you're doing. It's like an old Shakespeare plays when they say, "Oh, the moon is out tonight, and it's really cold out here." Then you go, "Okay, I know where we are. Let's keep going." You know, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh,
2: As for me, I I'm still in the middle of Altered Carbon. Actually, I'm almost I'm almost finished with it. The Richard K. Morgan book. It's really good. Um, it's a it's a noir detective novel except for the main character is not a detective but is acting as one because he's been bullied into into being okay so the premise is death is pretty much gone because we implant these little things in the base of our neck that record our personality from the from the experience so if you die they can pull that out pop it in a new body and it's, it's still you you know you're 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 just in a new body well this guy the 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 book opens with him dying and then he's on Earth, in somebody else's body, and he was nowhere near Earth before. He goes to the house of this rich guy who's like three hundred years old, keeps resurrecting in the same body, and um, he's like, "Somebody killed me. Somebody came into my house and murdered me." And there's no evidence, and people are saying that it, you know, it had to have been suicide because they couldn't have gotten in without my locks. And I want you to solve it. And he's like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Because he's like, he has all these special skills because he's what's known as an envoy between um, colonies. And he's like an excellent fighter and he knows when people are bullshitting him and he can lie
0: really effectively. So this guy figures if anybody can solve it, it's it, this it, guy. It'd be the master diplomat, like yeah. the master renaissance diplomat.
2: So, But the cops that are investigating the thing, uh, the skin that they call the the body, the skin that he's he's been re- uh, reinstated in is the skin of a ex-corrupt cop who was the boyfriend of the current cop who is on the same case that he's – uh, detecting just to fuck with that cop and like there's all this crazy corruption and stuff that he's uncovering and like it's it's insane it's it's actually really really entertaining and and good I highly recommend it I mean it might it might not stick the landing though I don't know because that's how I felt about the Postman too and I felt like the second half of the Postman not so great also I I feel,
0: I feel the same way about Dies the Fire really hard
2: I still want to read that though it's good
0: it could have ended 75% way through that book nice. and I've been like yeah keeps going.
2: I'm still listening to History on Fire, which is the Daniela Bolelli uh, history podcast, and it's great. He had one about the Iceman, a man they found in the Italian Alps. Ozi or whatever? Yeah, o- yeah. Otsi. O- yeah. o- uh That was really interesting. He's... Uh, he tells the story really well, but one of the things I like about him is that he always tries to tell jokes, but it's so clear that he's written them down as he's saying them that he's, he'll be like, I, he's like, in my mind, this person would be the kind of person who does this thing. You know what I mean? Okay, anyway. And he just, <laughs> <laughs> he tries to tell the joke, but then just moves on because, you know, he's not going to hear your laughter anyway. Yeah. And then he did one about the the 10,000 who were uh, 10,000 Greek mercenaries that, um, a civil war in Persia was happening between two Persian uh, brothers and the younger Persian brother who did not have a claim to the throne split off, hired 10,000 Greek mercenaries and went to wage war on his brother and they were doing really well but they got way too far from their supply lines but the young prince the, the older brother prince doesn't He's the king of Persia now. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't fight the front lines, but the younger prince is like, the gods ordained me to rule. I'm going to rule and, and, and take this over. So he goes to the front lines to inspire everybody. And in the entire way, everybody's having second thoughts that they're going to do well. And this kid at every turn comes through just and destroys. comes through and comes through and, and does a great job of keeping everybody together and everybody happy. And they go and fight. He goes and fights on the front lines, dies. And then these 10,000 mercenaries are just stuck in enemy lines. And they're like, we are something like 7,000 miles from home. And it's about how they get back all the way. Holy shit. They keep encountering like different tribes that are at war with each other, but none of them will give them safe passage. So they have to fight. These these, these 10,000 Greek hoplite mercenaries have to fight through 7,000 miles of country just to get back I
0: home. I need that one more than anything. It's
2: really good. I, I highly recommend it. I want a three-part movie. That would be good. Well, these aren't well, the thing that's fascinating about it is it's a great story, but they're not good people. Like that's the thing to remember. Yeah. There, at no point are they good people, but it's 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 very good. Well, no, so they mean Greeks. modern
0: storytelling. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they're Greeks and Persia, so they're the good guys.
2: No, the West. No good guys in this one.
0: Yeah. There's what no are we gonna there. do? Burn the crops?
2: Fuck it. There's never any good guys. Yeah. So, uh, also, I finished the Hardcore History series, The Death Throes of the Republic, which is about the end of the Roman Republic. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, holy shit. I had no idea Julius Caesar was such a huge badass. Yeah. He was amazing. I mean, I, I, I knew how he died. I didn't know all the planning that he did leading up to it, all the victories he won leading up to it, and everything he planned for the moment he died. It was amazing. And how it all
0: kind of went off okay.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's incredible. I I I highly recommend listening to that. It's it's like two bucks an episode, I think.
0: Well, it's it but it's just one of those situations where like how many times is someone overthrown and then within the next generation gets to be remembered fondly? Almost nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean he pulled it off. Every emperor (laughs) after him was called Caesar. (laughs) It's a big deal. He got a month. Like That's a big deal. Yeah, he
4: only got a month. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. He only got a month. Some people get a day, a week. If you're great, he got a month. Like the month is.
2: What's cause I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit. When uh, he was a populari supporter, so the, he was he was for the people. Um, he was not a member of the Senate. Well, I mean, he 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 ran for Senate stuff like that, but he, yeah. he uh he was not basically one of the uh, well-to-do people.
4: Was he a tribune?
2: No, he was not a tribune. Not a tribune. He was not a tribune, but he put tribunes in place. But yeah. he was he needed their help because he wanted to support the cause of the Populari. And everybody, everybody's cynical in, in Rome. Oh, he's only doing it for his own interest. Tries to put forward these rules and then they kill him in the, in, in the, yeah, in, in the forum. And Mark Antony is his right-hand man and will not let them throw his body in the river. And they're not willing to kill Mark Antony over it. So, and that's a huge mistake. Like they, if they wanted this, this plan to succeed, they need to have thrown his body in the river. So these people don't have anywhere to go to grieve him because they, they've to have a funeral for him. And, at the funeral, uh, they read the will, and he left everything of his, all his farms, everything to the people. <laughs> and then Mark Antony reads his oath of office for the Senate to uphold the life of the consul, to uphold and protect the life of the consul, which Caesar was. And, uh, and, everybody, and he points out that everybody um, in the Senate swore that oath, and the crowd goes in ape shit and they they bring torches out and when the funeral pyre is lit for caesar they light the torches off of caesar's funeral pyre and go burn down the homes of the senate it was awesome yeah
4: <laughs> it was so cool it worked out all they wanted yeah.
2: to do was make rome great again
4: gotta love a tribune though would be like well, no. except for
2: the, the final tribune which is the one that betrayed caesar well yeah <laughs> was a, any was idea an any good
4: idea is
0: he's gonna turn to shit after a while. Well, i was gonna but... say he was the last one for a reason <laughs> yeah
2: yeah he was a piece of shit Also, I watched the documentary Do I Sound Gay, which was great. It's basically a gay man who's embarrassed by the sound of his voice because he knows the moment people hear it, they know he's a gay man. And he is talking about how he went to speech therapy when he was a kid. And then he realized that when he went to speech therapy, all the other kids, like all the other gay men that he knows now also went to speech therapy to correct a lisp. But they don't have lisps. Like the gay lisps that people talk about, that's not actually a lisp. It's like extra sibilance. To
0: compensate for
2: it? Well, no, lisp a lisp would be if you make a th sound, or or your or your tongue gets in the way during s sounds like. Th- stop, yeah, we have, stop.
0: we have. Yeah, we have friends. that yeah. Do that. Yeah, yeah. that's like a, that's
2: a that's a lisp. Whereas uh, the gay lisp is like a, th- it's like no stop, like please let's be serious, you know, like that kind of thing. And that's exactly what the guy who does this documentary sounds like, and he hates it, and he's so embarrassed by it, and he in- and he interviews all these other gay men, like some of them sound like him, some of them sound like the most macho dudes you'd ever met in your life. Like us. Yeah, like us. Yo, yeah, no, I am
0: <laughs> terribly masculine.
2: It's funny because by the end of the documentary, it's less about him correcting it because he goes to like a speech therapist and tries to correct it. And he's just at the end of it, he's like, oh, I don't care anymore. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> like who gives a shit? Like, I, well, who cares yeah. what I sound like? It was, really, it was really cool. But what's funny is that his friends at the end of it, and you can kind of agree with them, are like, you do sound different now, though. You sound different. And I think it's because it's this confidence you didn't have that you have now. And that's changed the way that you you speak and present yourself. You're not scared of of saying things a certain way, so now you sound more macho in a weird way. Hmm. It was cool. It was it was a very interesting uh, documentary. I recommend it. And I also finished season two of Daredevil, which was awesome. I don't have a lot to say about it without spoiling things for yeah. people.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's wait two weeks. Okay. Max and Doug, catch up.
2: Okay, so now on to our own work. Um, before we talk about before we start critiquing what uh, each other has brought in. D- Doug has a new idea he wants to go over with the group, so we're going to do that in a second. But w- let's talk about the projects we're currently working on and describe them for anybody who's a new listener before we get into critiquing the piece that we brought in. All
0: right. Liam. Uh, I'm doing a bit of – I wouldn't call it high fantasy – medium fantasy?
2: Like Game of Thrones almost except without <laughs> dragons?
0: Yeah. I don't know. There, but there's also there's no magic. Okay. But it's a s- pseudo-fantasy setting because it's not totally historical. And it's mostly just about two kids growing up in a pseudo-communist collective. And the event, my whole plan is eventually they're going to have to go out into the world and then, like, deal with monarchy, which I hate. That's mostly the story. <laughs> so, and you have two main characters. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Clovis and Bart, vaguely Celtic, vaguely Slavic, outskirts of European descent, and they're going to go in, up against a Brit, a British-Persian conglomerate.
2: And they're they're known as the fox and the ox, and they're two young boys. I changed that. <laughs> oh, okay. In the
0: last draft.
2: Okay, so they're no longer the the fox and the they ox. They
0: will be. They're just not yet there.
2: Okay, cool. Now, is this going to be a novel, or is it going yeah. to be? What
4: about you, Max? I am working on a sort of fantasy story based on the uh, American Revolution and the East Florida Rangers, who were Florida and Georgia colonials who fought for the crown. And it's about a a uh, aristocratic captain of a ship who has to see everything he holds dear crumble around him and he uh fights against it joined by a lower class lieutenant of marines who kind of lives in the shit and sees things that the captain never could
2: is this a novel as well or is it like a novella
0: yeah see where it goes you got a lot of ground you can cover
2: uh, as for me, I'm working on a novel um, on the shitty first draft <laughs> of a novel about a kid named Malcolm who gets transported to a crazy world that he doesn't know anything about and kidnapped by a group of people that look like upright foxes that can talk and walk, but they don't speak English. They have he has to learn their language. It's about his kind of coming in, coming of age in a strange place while separate from his normal everyday family.
3: And it's tight. So, Doug, what's what's your <laughs> idea? Well, um, I'm starting new, starting fresh. Uh, I was working on a feature film, uh, well, screenplay rather. A friend of mine at work was like, "Man, I really would like to make a short film, or I'd like to film a different movie." And he didn't really have an idea. And I'm like, "Well, the thing I'm working on, there's no way it could be filmed, you know, <laughs> at least not on a small budget, and right. uh, on a unless
2: circuit- well, I mean Hallmark Channel budget,
3: maybe, I yeah, I but um." But just, I don't know, nothing that we could film seen ourselves.
2: Channel movies?
3: A couple days later, we we're having an entirely different conversation, and we would pitch ideas like, Oh, I'd like to do a movie about like this or that or whatever. But uh, an entirely, an entirely different conversation was happening, and I don't remember how it came up, but we somehow we were talking about LARPing because he was he has not, he's not familiar with LARPing at all, like he had, he was, it was a completely foreign concept to him. And I start to, hasn't he seen role models? I that's a good he movie. has not Doug, seen. Role how models. can
2: he be your friend if he's not familiar with Larkin? No,
3: I'm just saying. So uh, he hadn't seen role models, <laughs> and I was, and in fact, I was saying like, "Oh, that's like a good example." Except it's just a small part of that movie. I figured, oh, a better example might be this story that I read on 4chan years ago, and I just I thought it was the most fascinating, funny story that is supposedly a true story. So I just started to retell it from my memory. And he just starts dying laughing because the story is is really funny and it's just it's too crazy it's it's almost too crazy to be true but since it's anonymously posted and the the story the way it progresses I mean it's it sounds very feasible um, and in a nutshell he was like that should be the movie like that that that's a whole movie right there and I'm like you know what you're kind of right that is like a whole movie. And uh, the story, to describe it super briefly, is like, it's a guy who gets coaxed into going LARPing with his two friends from high school. And they used to LARP back in high school, but he stopped doing it because he thought it was dumb. So he, he sort of goes against his, against his better judgment, but he just sort of wants to hang out with his friends one last time before they get too old. And um, while there, uh, through a series of events they accidentally stumble across a uh, treasure that they weren't supposed to find because the main storyteller of the group, like, is railroading everybody and it goes against his entire plan. And as punishment for accidentally breaking the story, they're like, oh, main character, your character's going to be put to death and you're going to have to start from scratch the next day. Put him in jail, and they put him in, like, in the fake jail, and his friends are like, hey, man, you better just confess so that they don't kill you because we want to do this thing and we want to roleplay the whole time. And he's like, no, this is bullshit. And while they're describing this, Tane, they want him to surrender. He's like, wait a minute, you guys aren't here to bust me out of jail? Because he's not in his designated jail cell area. <laughs> and they're like, no. And then he, like, looks around, and he's like, but you pulled me out of the cell to tell me this? And they're like, well, yeah, but – and then he just bolts into the woods because <laughs> it's it's taking place in a campground. <laughs> and the rest of the story is first blood done with nerds with fake weapons. Oh, then, my god. Oh, yeah. my <laughs> god. <laughs> I want that Cause so hard. The, uh, the main bad guy, the main villain in this story is the Archduke, the guy who's the storyteller of the whole camp is like bring him i want him alive i want his head you know like you know just like and he offers like a hundred gold pieces for anyone who brings him who, who brings him in but the crazy <laughs> thing is that the guy telling the story is he's just average he's just average shaped dude but everyone there is like a really skinny nerd or a really fat neck beard so every time he gets into a scuffle he's just just like dodging them or outrunning them and, and he's willing <laughs> to hide in the woods where they're not willing to go off the beaten trail and it's just it's <laughs> hilarious and it, it, it so it, what? yeah so um we we, started talking about we started breaking down the story of like how could it be a movie is there enough there to make it a movie and what I've uh, what I've got so far this this is how I start most ideas that I have with um that, that could be movies I'll test them by comparing them to a Joseph Campbell 12 Step Heroes Journey outline and if I feel like it's close enough, where I feel like, you know, could you explain it using a 12-step hero's journey outline? Then I think, alright, well then there's at least a complete idea there. There's at least a complete adventure there. Maybe I can flesh it out into a film. So that's what I did. I broke it down into 12 steps, and, and it allowed me to sort of extrapolate on the idea, and like, give more reason as to why he's there, and why would he put up with the, you know, these people, and why would he refuse to break character? Like, why must he beat them at their own game instead of just walking back to his car and driving home, you know? And um, <laughs> uh, got some interesting ideas, so I'm, I'm looking forward to fleshing out the idea in uh, in future episodes, so you guys can hear more details about it. Yeah, I'm stoked for this.
4: Yeah, it sounds awesome. It sounded like nights of him at first, but
3: uh, yeah, no no magic involved. It's, it's, basic, it's just this guy who he wanted to have yeah. one last hurrah with his friends. You know, after you know because they they graduated high school years yeah. ago and they haven't really hung out since then. So I guess in a way, I kind of felt like I related to it because you know after high school, you everyone goes their separate ways, and high school wasn't like an awesome thing for me, but you yeah. know. Do
0: they?
2: It sounds like it sounds like you need something to have happened in this guy's life where he's like for this character to really for this whole story to like work and and, and feel solid Something must have happened in this guy in this guy's life that makes him feel like he he doesn't have anywhere he belongs or or he he doesn't have anything like to him or some some a close family member died and he doesn't know what direction to take his life in and like yeah. I, I, he goes here I, I was, and he's like I don't even I don't even know I, I and they're trying to cheer him up by taking <coughs> this thing and then he like finds new purpose yeah. in defeating nerds. Can Warby. I suggest that they
4: execute his friends? Like in game, execute his friends. Oh no, because like the friends—that's the thing. One of because he has two
3: friends, right? And one of them is closer in reality is a closer friend than the other. Like the other one's like you know he's he was around and he's Mm. a good friend, but he's not like the closest friend. The closest friend plays basically like a warrior and his other friend plays a mage and the mage is like always sucking up to the head archduke and like, you know, wants to be a noble <laughs> house or whatever, and his this other his so closest friend cool. is a warrior who's like he's honor bound to find him and kill him and he like he would really rather not, but if he doesn't, then they're gonna kill him, you know, so it's like every they bump into each other several times throughout the night, like throughout the weekend rather, and is just like, Hey man, you know, I can't I can't blame you for running away, but this is just what my character would do, so I'm sorry, I gotta take you down. And he's like, no, no, I know, I understand, and my character would fight you back, so let's do it. And then they just get into these epic fights, like, and uh, using magic and shit, and it, it seems all very silly, but the thing that is fascinating to me is you can, this is, there's a unique opportunity here to tell, like, three layers of story, like, Inception style. There's the story of this fictional world, of an Archduke hunting down a you know guy who escaped wrongful imprisonment, right?
0: Fantasy Rambo. Yeah,
3: Fantasy Rambo. There's the level above that, which is the nerds that are playing this game, and how the game is played, and how this guy is trying to have fun by beating them at their own game. And then there's like the level above that, which is the emotional story of this guy trying to reconnect with his friends while they're pretending to try and kill him, but yet it's all in good fun and him learning a bit more about himself, you know? So it's, it's like, th- there's these multiple things all happening at the same time that I think is unique and funny to where, like, I would picture it where, you know, they're in the woods fighting with these foam swords, but should they have the sound effects of, like, real swords, you know? Like, like should you hear the music in... Yes. in should you hear the epic music? Oh,
2: definitely the epic music. I, yeah. I think, if not the foam swords, the epic music. Yeah,
3: because, like, the... the you want to be or in you that, could even, you I could think just... it would be great if you could not show anything that isn't in reality. So keep it 100% realistic, the visuals, but yet pull you into the story so much that if you like got up in the middle of the movie and like went to the bathroom and came back, you, you wouldn't be like, oh man, these are just nerds. in the woods but you'd be like oh shit did he get to kill the duke you know like you're like you're yeah. in it you know even though if you turn the sound off you'd be like what the fuck's going on you're like well why why would i care <laughs> but if but just because you're hearing it from their perspective and you're seeing how serious that they're taking it you get invested in whether or not he's going to uh get vengeance you know and uh and at the same time is he gonna have fun with his friends or are they gonna think he's being a jerk you know like this so all that stuff so it's i'm looking forward to fleshing out the idea further but um let us
4: know when you want to film this because
3: yeah there I do were a bunch of pasty names. Yeah, the, well, I do the only uh, thing I do historical well, the, recreation. The only thing I'm worried <laughs> about is that this was a story posted on 4chan and um I don't know like I'm going to have to look into like not the legalities necessarily because I mean it's an, it was an anonymous posting on a otherwise public, you know, website.
2: Well, well not only that, Doug. It's not um Copywritten. Like, like, his, his right. telling of it is copywritten, but by the time you're done with this, it's going to be a different story. True, yeah, I
3: yeah, think. yeah. And that's that's the other thing, too. There was other things like, oh, man, it'd be better if he did this instead, you know, and we could always just change that. But either way, um, yeah, Nerd Rambo <laughs> is really, like, the way I was – is the easiest way I could describe yeah. it.
0: I would go see Nerd Rambo. If that was the name of the actual movie, I'd be Well, like, Nerd, in- Nerd First Blood, really. I think that's – Nerd First the, Blood is the is more
3: specific, putting, yeah. yeah. It's Nerd First Blood, except uh, – there's no post-traumatic stress, you know, commentary or anything like that. It's really just he's he's willing what to get there was? he's willing to get <laughs> dirty in the woods and like you know and just and crawl through leaves when no one else is willing to, and that's that's his great escape plan, you know. I want to say
2: imagining the uh, I'm imagining yeah. just the last scene of Rambo, but he's dressed up like a wizard, crying. He's like, "You don't have any legs, man! Like I can't feel yeah. my legs."
4: <laughs> I would say for PTSD, like the amount of. Their soul that people put into their characters. Oh, they would be crushed. To have them actually destroyed would be such a crushing thing that it could send them into a PTSD. There's a couple good Netflix on, uh, or a couple of documentaries on Netflix about it.
0: I hate, I hate some of them.
4: They, those people go insane when their characters get messed with, to where they could snap in the woods.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about what we brought in. All right, Liam, uh, what did you bring in this week?
0: I brought in Kennings. For the fourth time. Okay. Um, but this was a major reworking. Uh, they're not referred to the fox and the ox this entire time. Just
2: Clovis and Bart the whole Clovis time. Clovis
0: and Bart the whole time. There's probably one or two places where I missed it. There's a lot more information on the culture that they're they're surrounding in. Um, I gave some more information on Bart and why he doesn't want to be a minor. There's like 800 words more of it now. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think <clears throat> you're heading the right direction with it. I remember last time I'm, we were talking. I'm yeah. not, I'm not sold on how the clans work yet. I still feel like I'm working through it. Mm-hmm. I know the eastern guys are going to be hunters and scouts. Makes sense. It
2: works. I like that you went into detail that um, ten of the children were lost on the first winter from their uh, their hearth mates. Yes, yeah. because it gives you a better a better idea of
0: the risk involved yeah. in this <laughs> world, or why making it to an adult is so fucking amazing. Yeah, like. Yeah everyone there is like yay a lot of us didn't make it it's i mean it's good it's good so far
2: Mm -hmm. um i feel like in this draft
0: bart is more fat and less strong than he seemed in the other ones good okay because that makes when he's strong better because he doesn't think he's strong at all it's definitely even just calling him the ox yeah it makes you i think i think of him
2: as somebody who's strong strong. yeah Yeah. so I, i see why you're removing that
4: and I remember last time we were talking about um, the games you you were wondering I was thinking the the different guilds in there would compete against each other for things you know because the whole your whole way of life is about doing a job yeah so wouldn't they just show off that they can do that job better okay actually yeah the whole that point works. of their games would be to show off
0: like And and the scouts should always win the yeah. long like the long race. If they don't win the long race, then there's the huge amount of dishonor. They're like this is how and, we survive. And you know, like <laughs> a minor a miner should always win the log carry and then yeah. some sixteen year old kid beats them. and they're like That could be good. The and the mm-hmm. idea that if you're if you're not clanned yet, you can go independent. Hmm. That'll work. I like that. That's a good okay, idea. Cool. That's a great idea. Yeah.
4: Yeah, because if everything is based on working for the community. Yes. That's how that's what everything Games is. Games would be on. that too.
0: I, I I'm working on a thing where maybe they have a little bit of money and they're going to bet it. The reason why the fox seems so like the the reason why they're going to call him the fox is he makes this giant bet and then it doesn't seem like he's going to win until the very last second and he's in the back of the pack and then right before they hit the finish line he just bolts and he's been saving this whole time and they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck you." That could be good. I like it. Yeah, I mean it's it's more of the same of what you brought in,
2: but better refined, and I'm for it. Yeah,
0: um, I'm probably from now on. I'm going to stop bringing in the whole thing because before I'm, I'm I'm really I was really searching for for tone and kind of a, a setting scene, yeah. and now I think I can move forward with plot. I didn't feel secure enough in where I was coming from to start moving things forward, but now I'm there.
2: Yeah, it definitely feels like from start to finish, it has a consistent. Tone and voice, I, I, have, I have very real texture to what I'm what I'm seeing. You know,
3: I would say um, the the only thing that was weird to me was you set up this this whole time. You're setting up like how hard this world is to live in, and uh, they're very concerned about where they're going to be placed in society. Like they want specific jobs, and they want to avoid these other jobs and everything. And then suddenly they stop to do a foot race, but, it, but now you're talking about tying it in, tying in the games to do like. Yeah. Well, uh, the, world the whole works. thing is that that's uh, Well, the, go ahead. The well, the thing about it is like winter most people get to stop doing
0: things cuz they're they're farmers and you can't farm during winter. Like they have to work because of the way the because they're they're so far south. They have to farm their ass off 6 months of the year cuz you cannot there just isn't enough food in winter. And that's why they have to be together.
3: Right. I mean, I get, I got, so, like, I got that aspect of it. But mm-hmm. the idea for me was like, they seemed so concerned about their future, like jobs. And then the, the race didn't, I mean, like, it wasn't bad. It just didn't seem like it connected to me. But like Max was saying, like, if you have it where it's more about the job they're doing, like, if you're a miner, you have to do like the log haul. Or if you're, if you're the scout, you have to do the long run and stuff. And if it was like, if that somehow had an impact on, you know the guy who's the, uh, the the fox. He's like, you know what? I bet if I do this race, even though I haven't been picked as a scout yet, I can really show off that I can do this job, and then I'll have a better chance of being picked as a scout. Like if that was his angle, then it's like, oh shit, I get why this is so important to him. Otherwise, it does come off as just like they're just trying to make a quick buck or they're just having fun. But if that's what you're going for, then cool, that's what I got. But if it was more of like, oh, I want to show off because I want to do, I want to be picked as a scout, then I didn't quite get that.
0: My main goal for the um, games was to be like. These kids are not superhuman, but they're, they're exceptional in their own way, mm-hmm. but through, through body type and training and persistence. Like, the fox isn't accidentally going to win anything ever. He's very deliberate, and it seems laissez-faire just because he's planned so far ahead. And then I want the ox to be, like, like, again, a very unassuming person, but the reason why he's unassuming is nothing's ever been hard for him unless he compares himself to this genius.
2: I'm for it. I want. I want more. Mm-hmm. What do you What are you going to bring in next week? Is it or next uh, more of episode? that? Just I mean, probably, like, probably, probably the game. The, yeah. Cool. What about you, Max? All
4: right. In the uh, past, in my story, you guys like the uh, marine lieutenant. Mm-hmm. You wanted to make him a character. At least the concept. He, of him. Yeah, yeah. He
0: seemed like a good counterpoint.
4: Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't really thinking that. And then I, I liked that idea. So I, I wrote a small piece about the um, lieutenant celebrating the little battle they just had. He was raised into the gentry. He was made a gentleman and officer, but he's not really a gentleman. So he hangs out with the sergeants and corporals that he used to hang out with, which kind of puts him out of society. He's in a middle, middle gray ground where he doesn't really feel comfortable and there's only one point is that the captain did him a good turn, so he'll defend the captain no matter what, and just going through, and you can kind of see what the other sergeants think of the upper class. Like, you know, you can't trust them. They'll
2: do whatever. This had the best voice of mm-hmm. anything you've brought in so far. About Yeah. Uh, how, I mean, especially character-wise, you get a lot of character from mm-hmm.
0: this. Even the things the opposite character said, yeah. because you know, um, you establish that they're in opposition, everything they get, they say tells you more about the lieutenant. Everything works towards yeah. one goal, and that's setting up who the lieutenant is.
2: I like the uh, Andrew Jackson line there at the end where he's like, R- by yeah. by, uh, by, your power mine, yeah. you know, remove yourself from there.
4: I want to do that, and I want to go back and rework the um, story of the battle to show more of the captain's inner turmoil of what's going on. But then the people seeing him are just like, oh, he's a machine, nothing is going on. But in his head he's like, fuck, 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 fuck. What am I doing? What do I do? But the lieutenant would see him as like a superhero, and that that'll kind of unravel, you know, unravel as they go. As the lieutenant understands the world more than the captain will, mm-hmm. and they'll kind of have a lessening of the distance between them. I like yeah. it, man.
2: I just want more. Yeah, I want to go in. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see them interact. Yeah, at a certain point, because I, I don't yeah. really have the. Uh, I we had the captain's internal monologue. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- yeah. we saw things from his perspective, but we haven't really heard his voice. And if you could think of a scenario where these two interact, like I I'd really like to see how that plays mm-hmm. out.
0: Especially if the captain could be a little bit more at ease than when in, in direct full in command direct battle. Mode. Mm-hmm. We're like,
2: or yeah. even or even him just like admitting that he doesn't know everything. You know, yeah. just just like just like, well, you know, um, how are the men? Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah, I wanna juxtapose, juxtapose this with the um I had a little bit at the end, the official celebration of the action. Mm-hmm where like everything is rich and you know there's this whole world going on of obliviousness where the captain lies and he's like oh yes never never a problem or anything
2: and then i think they could get together on the ship afterwards that could be cool if there was an official thing where you have like the captain give a speech or something you know that gives you a much better idea of who he is to them and then who he is to his lieutenant
4: yeah and then he he can go back on the ship and talk to the lieutenant and you know what really happened and all that Mm -hmm. but as for this i Mm -hmm. I
2: mean it's not it's what two pages but it's it's good and i liked it
4: Cool. I got to get into characters more, like, their actions for what I bring. But, yeah, I'm going to keep working on this.
0: Yeah, you have two solid characters that have enough common ground and enough things to fight about or or, or see from different point of views to really make – you don't have a world to describe anymore. You have two very different ones, Mm -hmm. and I like that.
2: Cool. Uh, As for me, I brought in the probably first half of the fifth chapter – of Malcolm Hat and um, Malcolm is being escorted back to the village after his encounter with the monster. He wakes up in Kilvin's home and he's been set free in a sense, where he 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 can spend his days outside of his cell.
0: I dug yeah. this shit. You this like is it? my shit.
4: I like the uh, the meal part where he's coming to terms with being a 21st century American doesn't have anything to do with his own meal prep, any getting of his own meat. And they're just like, then how do you eat meat? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like dreamy growing dreams. Uh, yeah. I like that.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was trying. My big worry is that it would come off as like preachy. You know, like like the kind of like this is my stance on American farming. Earth. It yeah. didn't
0: feel that way because it f- it didn't feel like Kelvin was your mouthpiece. It felt like mm-hmm. like yeah. it like, felt like more about more about Kelvin than the author. Yeah,
4: because mm-hmm. it was like this thing actually tried to kill you yesterday. So, yeah, it, it didn't know, feel like preachy because
3: like, he was mostly just asking Malcolm questions, you know, like he wasn't like, yeah. this mm. is what it should be. This is the natural order of things. So it's more of like, well, where do you get food? Where you come from? You... you know, like he just he just asks. Sure. And just by him asking, you're inferring the entire culture behind him of how they view it. So it, it didn't come off as preachy at all to me.
4: And it doesn't go the other way because you're like, oh, I didn't know you eat meat. And he's like, yeah, we eat whatever we can get our hands on. Like, Yeah. Like that, yeah, that alone says it. How how you know? know. Yeah. Yeah. We survive. There's no classifications of people who don't eat things. It's like we eat.
0: Yeah, we don't. We don't have the luxury <laughs> of what picking we
3: what we eat when we eat. You <laughs> know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a matter of what we can find.
0: We do what we want. We eat what there is. Is that a a quote? That's Kerouac. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> the journey back. I, I. I. This was a hard chapter to write. That because, can be expanded. Yeah. There was a. There's a hard chapter to write because I'm always worried about giving too much information. I think you guys are probably noticing that. Like. Mm. Like where I have to really? try to find, I have to try to find places where I have to always try to sneak in information or find a good way to sneak it. I don't know why I'm so petrified of an info dump. I'm gonna have to info dump next chapter or or the second half. chapter. Well, this, this one chapter.
4: kind of feels like the result of info dump mm-hmm. in because he's in his head most of the time and he's like just processing everything that's gone down. Like
0: he's by himself just processing. And it makes references back to his mother and Jimmy and it ties – it. Mm -hmm. the fact – the reason why I like this chapter maybe more than any other chapter is it feels like a small culmination moment. Like this was something that changed the relationship with him and Kelvin and the reason why it's cemented is he definitely feels different about the characters he's directly interacting with. But he also immediately talks and thinks back to where he was from. Yeah. And you connected those things – very effortlessly they made sense you brought the reader into that mindset and you get to remind them of who he was four chapters ago yeah and he's mm-hmm. already
3: become a slightly different person and we have grown with him like I was I kind of echo what Liam was saying where it's every chapter that you've brought I'm liking the character I never dislike the character but I'm liking and relating to him more and more and more because the more that happens to him you know like the the, the more I get experience it at the same time so, again, his reactions building his character backwards. Like, you know, when we, when you start with Chapter 1, it's like, ah, he's just a kid. But then Chapter 2, something happens. Chapter 3, more and more and more. And, and then with, when you're giving these little bits of exposition each time, it's it's you're you're pushing the plot forward while expanding his story backwards, and I'm getting to like him more and more. So yeah. I, I can't think and, and of anything you're getting, else And you're getting, awesome.
0: you're getting little flashes of wisdom. And the reason why I like that they're little is he's not a fully developed person. Right. Right. In real like yeah. as a yeah. child he's not a fully developed person. Well, he doesn't so know like, he doesn't so know the implications he, of things yeah, as they yeah. happen. He has to reflect so, on them later. So he'll make a little joke or he'll make a tiny tiny little um epiphany about how not only how the world works that he in that he's in, but how that applied to his his former life and he makes mm-hmm. a little step in the right direction and even though it's the tiniest tiniest little thing internally as a reader I'm like fuck yes Malcolm you're, you took a step in the right direction. This is
2: so great yeah. bringing this into you guys because when I'm writing it, I don't no. No positive thoughts go through my head. <laughs> like I'm, I'm writing it, and I'm like, no, this is
0: no, that's terrible. No, Try right. again. Think when if, if, you write. If, it, the only thing I would say is when you write more, could you give us big bulky things to cut down rather than like <laughs> I want to. That's and, and, easier and, and, to and, like to me. That's easier to edit because here um, I I have questions that I'm not sure are going to be answered in later chapters, and if they are. And they work. I don't want you to shoehorn them in. Right. But if you're giving me everything you want and then a little more, we'd be like, that's too much. It, yeah. it, it feels harder because it feels it just feels a little emaciated. I, I everything
2: there is good. I every question you have, I think I've prepared for. Good. That's I I, I think I have. I'm, I'm not positive. So do I mean? Do you have questions offhand that you know? I'm not going to answer them, but I'd like to know. Them. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, one. I don't know if you ever like. I I don't want you to answer. Why Malcolm's father is in jail directly. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't well I do not want that.
2: I plan him I plan for him to come to a realization about it, but not to answer it.
0: Good. That's that's one that doesn't need answering for the reason where like he needs to come to his own conclusion and, and kind mm-hmm. of spoiling that for him doesn't doesn't it wouldn't matter by the time you're done. I want to know uh more about the Wilvix mm-hmm. and how they function. That's literally
2: gonna be the second okay, half that's, of this chapter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's gotta happen because I want to know how Malcolm is going to fit into that mm-hmm. situation and I want him to be aware that he need that he needs to do that for his own sake even right now he feels like an outsider I want him to figure out how to not feel like an outsider okay a, as much at least See, one thing i I like the
4: um the blanket part the sleeping mat
2: oh that he realized yeah that the, realized
4: that it was an animal that it was just it was a kid it was a blanket and mm-hmm. then he suddenly realizes something about life like Oh, things shit. come from places. This was a thing, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was another good little
0: snippet. You didn't, you know,
4: didn't require much, but it showed
0: his there, progression. Yeah, there was, and you didn't beat anyone over the head with anything. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's my worry. I mean, that's my number one worry is that I'll I'll overstate it. That that I I I try so hard to make it so that I've said just enough about it to where you're like, oh, okay, and then I'll, I can All leave right. it. I'm
0: I'm just saying for an editing and a and a talking about it piece, I think it's easier. To scale back something that's gone too far, than for us to know if there's anything, if there's right. any more meat on the bone. I like, right? You're like, no, here's all the meat, and I'm like, is there meat on the bone? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> also, I, I want to say that <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm if way if too it, self-critical. If, on I don't
3: it. know if, um, if the reason why this particular piece of your writing is improving because you're getting more in the head of malcolm or if just because you're writing more in the same story but i'm really digging the improvements you're doing on picking better comparisons that malcolm is making to the world around him for example when they get into the clearing you say it's "Eh, it's like no bigger than a baseball diamond whereas like i feel like when you first started writing the book you would have said "Eh, it's like maybe 30 feet by 40 feet you know like you would have like you would have given a But now, like all of the references and observations that he's making, are truly sound like they're coming from him and not from you, and that's okay. I, I feel like that's that's really getting me in his head yeah. way easier than ever. I before. think you've
0: you've you cool. found Malcolm the most in this chapter. Okay, cool. I know who, I, I, you found him, and I found, like get to find him through you, and I now know who Malcolm is. Awesome. And I pr- I hung out with Malcolm as a kid, <laughs> and I liked Malcolm. Well, cool. Um, And now he's going to be a terrifying person. Yeah, he's going to be scary. And when we grow up, we're going to get married. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I would... Liam and Malcolm sitting in the street. Well, guys... K-I-S-S-I-N-G.
2: Thank you so much for the feedback. Um, I can't wait to give you guys more about this story. All right, so now we're going to do the bad story trailers part of the podcast. And... Because we're doing it different, I want to go over the trailers that we've had so far. All right, and and talk about <clears throat> what kind of movies the, these are before we I w- roll.
0: I want and I want to trip down memory lane myself. Okay, so number
2: one is the Friar of Kalaik. Classic, which is uh, <laughs> which is a film noir in like a medieval setting where a friar has to go to a small town to find uh, to see if heresy is going on, and
0: it is. Yeah. It was, I think, a good first attempt. Kind of yeah, didn't know what we were doing.
4: Didn't know we were just kind of. It worked. Out. It worked all right. Figured out our uh, voices, or
0: lack thereof. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, I think we we did a trailer for a radio play more than a movie for that one.
2: I think that's kind of more what all of ours are, though. To be to be fair bringing back radio shows number two is secondhand memories about that (laughs) an old grizzled woman that might be my number one (laughs) who uh who can see uh (coughs) how does she know things i don't remember she's clairvoyant yeah she's clairvoyant she knows she knows things about people no it
4: was written in the books that she returned wasn't it
0: oh yeah she knows the future because she writes in books but she can tell that people are lying yeah, she knows yeah. whether or not
2: people are lying, and, <laughs> and she had her memory wiped, so she wrote the truth down in a book <laughs> that she knew she was going to buy from a secondhand bookstore. Number three is The Planet Without Christmas, a group favorite. Yes. That is uh, – Doug, why don't you tell us what that one's about?
3: Uh, well, the the original trailer versus what the movie I was hoping it would become. <laughs> yes. Um, in a nutshell, it's a it, – it's a, it's in the future – And a uh, delivery man uh, crash lands, a delivery man who delivers cargo on a spaceship uh, by himself, he crash lands on this planet that's colonized by humans who have uh, trying to, uh, that's like a mining colony, but they're on a planet that has such a large orbit around their star, they they don't measure time the same way that we do, so they've never celebrated Christmas. It's like all the kids on this planet just never celebrated Christmas, so he's going to give Christmas to them, and he unwittingly becomes their version of Santa Claus. Yeah,
2: fun. Hallmark
0: yeah. Harm, Hallmark Channel sci-fi. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's yeah. a good good Which family, is family a sci-fi.
0: genre that I can get behind.
2: Yeah, number four is uh, Zhang Shi Agogo, and we called it Jingashi Agogo, and that is <laughs> a, a retired detective from Scotland Yard has to <laughs> investigate a an outbreak of Chinese zombies that hopping. Hop, hop was everywhere. he a detective or was he a magistrate? It's, I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He was Michael Caine. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That was, yeah, that's the takeaway. Number five is a dark light year, another detective story because we keep getting those about a guy who goes to a distant planet of <laughs> lizard people and bird people. Yeah, <laughs> and has to investigate about that one. Has to investigate a murder in the royal family. All right, number six is Bog the Unspeakable, where a kind of badass nobody rolls into town like a like a Clint Eastwood in Good and Bad and the Ugly, but it's a sword and sorcery story. And he comes in and becomes the best wizard in a sword and sorcery story and builds up a power base and becomes the new Scarface by the end and unseats all the uh, the old crazy wizards and sorcerers. Number seven is Chrome on the Range. <laughs> <laughs> Chrome on the Range about a young boy who builds a robot to be his night protector to lead him through dangerous wastelands to get Medicine for his mother,
0: Lone Wolf and a
2: post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. Earth kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight is the right side of history about, oh, about a guy know, on yeah. trial.
0: God, I hope that one doesn't <laughs> come <laughs> up. I there there ain't a sequel to that one. There's no fucking <laughs> sequel to that. <laughs>
2: I disagree. I thought of one, but uh, the right side of history is a guy has is on trial for murder, and he claims he's a time traveler who just shot the next Hitler as a as a child. It's from the lawyer's point of view. Number nine is Mother Superior. <laughs> uh, that one's about a nun who's a magical girl who transforms and fights evil <laughs> with a magical yardstick.
3: It's, I think it's the only anime or animated film we've we've uh, created. Yeah.
0: It doesn't have to be though.
3: Yeah, no. Any of these could be animated. And we'll get by. there. We'll Chrome get on the there. range would
0: be good if it was. Chrome anime. on the range would be amazing, like especially like Afro Samurai style. Number yeah.
2: ten is the Pearl of Titan. Which is very much a John Carter of Mars story, yeah, yeah. Where, where he's to save this princess named Pearl. And uh, I don't know, sounds fun. It was fun, yeah. Starting the lovable dirge, <laughs> the lovable. Yeah. Dirge. yeah, oh yeah. He was a. Uh, I forgot. He was a. He was a dastardly criminal scoundrel of a scoundrel, man, Yeah,
4: dashing debonair.
2: Number eleven is Mask of the Tengu, where a young girl puts on a Tengu mask and becomes a Tengu in ancient Japan. That has to protect uh, her ancestor. The trailer. I had no idea what the fuck we were talking about the whole time. <laughs> Number twelve is better than the real thing, <laughs> which is a story of basically it's a retelling of Cyrano de Bergerac, except for Cyrano is a robot, <laughs> 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 and is try and, and eventually falls in love. It's a rom com where the. The dumb guy who falls in love with a girl is outdone by the robot who ends up, you know, getting the girl at the end. Yeah, to my displeasure, <laughs> number thirteen is off the wall, which is <laughs> the fantasy story about from the point of view of the mirror. Yes, oh, oh I love that
4: yeah. one. That one was
2: amazing. Holy
0: crap, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. it was
2: good. And it was him. It was him and the uh, the Minotaur friends <laughs> yeah. from, the, yeah. from the maze. Number fourteen is our kind of town. Which we couldn't believe hadn't been made yet. Yeah. About a bunch of guys from a magical universe sliding through into our universe and becoming mobsters, <laughs> and then accidentally being unlikely heroes by having to stop uh, the fire giant cert who yeah. broke through after them.
0: Kind of a Ghostbusters ending. Yeah, exactly.
2: Number 15 is Gaslight Fantasy. It's the one where uh, a lady cop in a world where magic is real is being it thinks she's being gaslighted because people are... There's people working there after she gets hit by this object that she yeah. doesn't recognize. Uh, I forgot it, about that one, too. It turns out to be a crazy conspiracy. Number 16 is Canon Saga, where it's World War I diesel punk-esque uh, story about a returning prince whose brother mm-hmm. had become the king. And he's trying to sneak his uh, sister out because his brother is too stubborn to surrender for this war. And they're all going to be killed if he doesn't surrender.
0: It's a downer. It's a downer. That'd be it's a good a downer flip, though.
2: Seventeen is Twilight of the Techno Wizards. Yes, <laughs> one uh, of my favorite titles. One of my favorite, where a guy finds a sword that has like uh, technology built into it in a world where people think the technology is magic, and the sword is very recognizable by the people of the next town he goes to, and they think he's there to punish the wizards that have taken over as part of the prophecy.
4: Who also like one has like a drill. And that's like he's super villain because he's a wizard. Yeah. yeah, he has a drill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he uh, he fulfills that prop, uh, prophecy even though he's complete. He has no idea what he's doing, and okay. he just want he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Uh, number eighteen is the battle for Floyd. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> it's too, shit. Too that one old. might be my deep <laughs> in my heart. Yeah. Two prospectors land on an alien planet and uh, argue about it until one of them is killed by a major corporation and then that one, it becomes first blood, right? Like he, yeah. he has to take on this well, corporation it's of robots. A, it's, a, it's a revenge story taking on the,
3: on the robot army.
2: So number 19 is The Arbiter and that's the last one we did. It is a, it's about a, a new Texas mafia who gets embroiled in this crazy conspiracy that he tries to get the helps of other mob organizations like the Triads, the Yakuza, the cartels, to band together against the Illuminati.
0: It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, gotta, <laughs> it's a good idea. Also, we really need to make a supercut of all these so I can listen to <laughs> <laughs> It's been a yeah. long
2: time. Alright, number twenty is a is a one that we did not record a trailer for. It was one that went unaired. If I roll this one, we're going to cut the trailer for it. We're not going to do a sequel. But it's called Curse Breaker, and it is about uh, a man whose job it is to go into ancient tombs and break curses but he is duped into doing one, uh, and it releases the evil immortal Genghis, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, yeah. <laughs> and he has to try to create a curse to put him back. So Chris Pratt
0: got- is a co- <clears throat> co-star in it.
2: <laughs> you guys have any that you uh, that you're hoping for? Uh, before I'm dude.
0: I'm I'm hoping for either better than the real thing, <laughs> or, uh, or 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 Cursebreaker. I really want to do Cursebreaker. I, I think really want to do Battle for Floyd.
4: Ugh. Where he would take that technology and go back to Earth to avenge. Like he's <laughs> not—he's not done with his vengeance yet.
3: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. what about you, Doug? I don't know, man. They're all—I like—they're all pretty funny, but uh, some of them lend themselves to sequels more than others. So I don't—I I really don't know. We'll have to see what the dice says.
2: All right. Well, here we go. Two. Two is secondhand memories. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> we get to bring Madge back or whatever her name was. We need you, Doug. All right, so I'm going to play the trailer for Secondhand Memories right. so you guys get to hear it right now. Carrie
5: had a talent that people would kill for. Don't you worry, Mr. Han. We're good for it. Mm-mm. He's lying. You are certain? I ain't never wrong.
0: For decades, she lived life on her own terms.
4: Hi ma'am, I'm with the Indian Guides in New Jersey and we're trying to get to the powwow in the Poconos. Would you like to donate money to help us get there, please?
0: Beat it, Bozo!
4: You're a m- real mean lady, you know that?
0: <laughs> but one day, her favorite hobby threw her a curveball. Hey Miss C, is that all for you today?
5: I don't know, Tommy. You got any more used romance novels? Anything like a teenager with a werewolf? I think you've read all of them. In fact, you brought these same books back about a month ago. What are you talking about? I ain't never read these. Yeah, you did, remember? You, you wrote in the margins and complained I wouldn't give you a full refund.
0: But her notes revealed a terrifying truth.
5: Oh, my God, the bastards erased my memories.
0: The corporations gained something they never negotiated for. A powerful new enemy.
5: I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take them for all they're worth. Carrie, you weren't invited to G20. Tough titty. Hey, who wants to buy Enzo Corpse secrets? I'm selling them to the
0: highest bidder.
5: What? Somebody stop her.
0: Watch her take on the world in secondhand memories. Coming this Valentine's Day. Okay. So, what would she uh, be right, doing? So. Yeah,
3: no, damn. Yeah, what's her second act? No, no. The, the, it's it's obvious. She gets another book and finds another secret that they wiped from her memory. That's even bigger than the first one,
2: or older even.
0: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was aliens? Um, Something about herself. How she got her powers. An origin story.
2: Has to do with the government. Uh, what um, is what is a villain that she would have to come up against that would be the opposite of who she, what she is?
0: Someone who can lie. Yeah, someone who can lie without being detected. Or... Someone who makes the lies the truth.
4: What if it was just someone who's completely blank? Like, they just talk Yeah, like unable There's to no, read no matter what. Yeah. No no read at all.
3: Hmm. Like, she can't tell whether they're lying or telling the truth. What about it's somebody... Just, it's just white noise. What about
2: somebody who can convince people that something was true?
3: Ooh, I like that, too.
2: So, when they said something that's not true, it comes across as the truth, even though it's a lie? So, she tries to, it's like, like the, get, so, get so hired the, or something. They're so
3: good at it that even when she's in the room, she goes, nah, he's lying. They still believe him.
2: No, I was thinking that she she's like, well, he's telling the truth, but it's not true. Like, he thinks he's telling the truth, but it's but it's clearly not true. He's not lying because he thinks it's the truth. Who told you this was true? You know, he's like, I don't remember. <laughs> you know, and, and there's, yeah. there's somebody out there she's got to go find who's... who's or like, what if it's the person her?
3: who erases memories? Like, that's how her memory got erased. It is the person who is erasing memories.
2: Maybe. And then it's like a memento.
3: Yeah.
5: And well, the, and, the, she was, and like they're, connect, they're connected the, she, the she memory she eraser everything. raped to kill my husband
0: No the memory eraser is her husband dun, dun, Oh that's because she wouldn't
2: grant him a divorce so yeah. it's like oh, we I were did. never together
0: <laughs> <laughs> And that's what the whole thing
2: Yes Let's go with no, that. She goes into
4: the bookstore. You owe me twenty years of, of alimony. She <laughs> she opens a book. It's like a wedding album, and there's like family photos of like twenty years of life together. She's like, "What the
5: fuck is this?"
0: That sounds awesome. Yeah, but it should be like it should be almost like in her own attic or something, or, or okay, yeah.
2: buried in. it's got a different cover on it or something. Maybe like the the town where she grew up or, or there's some old storage unit that like somebody calls her about a storage yeah. unit and she's like oh who's and this it's, and it's, it was your it was your mom's it was paid up until now and, and like, my mom's been dead for 20 years So like no <laughs> she yeah. died like 10 like like she died like 15 months ago it's like what <laughs> and she's like yeah. goes and opens the storage <laughs> unit and finds all this shit
0: <sighs> yes write it down write it down that's it so there's a, the fucking shit right there yes and she's like storms the castle
2: so what's okay? So <clears throat> so this guy erased their life together, mm-hmm. and he'll erase her memory of him. How does she find him? Like how does how does she? Figure I like to out who think this guy is like the corporation had nothing to do with it. It was just a,
0: that guy just did think- it. <laughs> No, she needs.
3: <laughs> for some reason, she needs the help of the book dealer. <laughs> like she's <let> the guy. <laughs> so it's a stoner, buddy, like a buddy dealer. cop thing. Yeah, no, because like, the whole thing is like you know, you know this town better than his anybody. Short, his short term oh. memory is oh, fucked.
0: Yeah, he's such a stoner. It just doesn't work on him. He's like, no, that's not how it went down. He came in and he asked if you'd been here. I was like, "Yeah." You know? What if he? And so, then he was like, "You won't remember this." And I said, "You're probably right."
4: Yeah, that's the thing. What if he's so baked that the powers don't work on him because there's no, no memories to erase? He's just incomplete. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's just walking in. Well,
3: but, but he has perfect memory though. Is, is what's funny?
2: Like, yeah. What's the bad guy's goal? What's he? What's he doing that she's trying to stop?
4: What if he's just like trying to get married again or something?
0: You're still married to me, you prick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's trying to he, he's trying to erase Enzo Corp from everyone. Like they're rebranding, mm-hmm. so he's erasing them from their memories. So when they rebrand, there can't be any backlash.
2: Okay, and it discredits her. Yes, right. Okay, all right. Dope. I'm for that. So it's secondhand memories too, right? What,
3: what attack we- of the
0: memories.
3: <laughs> what, what do you call it? Uh Second, second-hand memory, third-hand memories. <laughs> Return of the memories. Something erased like a written and erased. Carrie goes to Washington.
0: Second-hand memories too. The remembrance. The, remem- the remembergeddon Remembrance day.
3: This summer it's déjà vu all over again. Dude. Yeah. Actually, God.
0: second-hand memories too. Déjà vu. <laughs>
4: What if it's déjà foo and she comes in and kicks no. her ass?
0: <laughs> or uh... prepared to see it again and, again, and <laughs> again. Secondhand memories, too. Forgetful spinster. It's just Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh uh, Took a dark day to waste my
5: memory.
3: <laughs> uh, no, Missy, you just have Alzheimer's. Selective amnesia. The amnesiac. Attack of the amnesiac. Attack. Ooh, I like that.
0: Wait Ooh. no but the person who has attack.
2: Yeah the person who has amnesia would be an amnesiac. She's attacking. Amnesiac attacker. Amnesiac attack.
0: Attack of the amnesiac. I like that one. It's it's alliterative sum for it. Back it's like the first to movie basics. is like
3: Memento meets Michael Clayton and now it's like I don't know what is it. Oh she
0: totally also by the way has to get high to be immune to his his memory wiping. That Maybe. that that is the final showdown where she's just like stoned. Doug can you do an old Crabby lady being stoned I have no idea Now I'm
5: gonna get him
2: <laughs> <laughs> But she just starts forgetting stuff Like where yeah. she set something I'm gonna get you I've got this gun Where'd I put the gun
4: <laughs> Second hand memories High noon <laughs>
2: <laughs> First hand revenge
0: I like that
4: Second hand memories Cold First
0: firsthand firsthand hand revenge, revenge. Yeah. Well, Second hand right. memories 2
3: First hand revenge. revenge. I like you guys it. like that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All
0: right. After taking down Enzo Corp., Carrie's life was on the up and up. Hey, Tommy. I hope you got some good news for me.
2: Sure do, Missy. Full Moon Heat just released their 15 book collector's edition, complete with all the extra sex scenes that the
0: editor made the author remove.
5: Can life get any better?
0: But her own narrative was not as clean as she had thought.
4: Hello, miss. Would you like today to be the day you help your local Indian guides?
5: Why can't you little turds just get jobs and stop bugging decent people?
4: You know, you know, lady, my mom's right. You've been a real bitch ever since your husband left.
5: What are you talking about?
4: Get lost, lady.
5: Husband. I ain't never been married.
0: A special phone call is about to turn her life upside down.
2: Oh you're calling about that unclaimed property thing? Yeah, it's uh it's unit twelve. I ain't never rented
5: a storage unit. No, it was your is your mom, uh as far as I understand. What is this? My mom's been dead twenty years. You sure? I got her in the logbook uh visiting last September before she passed on. Nice lady.
0: What was inside chilled her to the core. What's
5: this? A letter from mom? A wedding album? I was married? Oh my god, the bastard wiped my memory!
0: With a little help from a friend, she's going looking for answers.
5: You sure about this,
0: Tommy? He could really screw
5: up your head.
2: Yeah, I don't have much of a memory anyway. Besides,
0: you're 60% of my business. I can't let anything happen to you.
5: Such a sweetheart.
0: Join Carrie and Tommy on an epic quest for answers. In second-hand memories too. First-hand revenge.
2: Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bad Storytellers, now presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream us from Google Play. I've been your host, Josh LaForge, and I'd like to thank my writing group again, Doug Banks, Liam Malone, and Max Wessel. Now remember, as listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com nerdyshow nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Bad Storytellers on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.